Hello there and a very warm welcome to episode 14 of the RJ Sujay Ikigai podcast. Our special guest today is definitely no stranger to podcasts, interviews or awards. Yet my belief is that the impact created by him is so powerful that I want uh, each of you in our podcast community to know more about what keeps someone like him going. Introducing Dhiman Parekh, a Bangalore-based impact entrepreneur who is a co-founder of the positive news platform The Better India. Dhiman believes in using storytelling to drive impact and has received several accolades for his work through the years, including a mention by our Prime Minister on a nationally aired uh, radio show, amongst other things. Right? Over the years, The Better India has grown to become Asia's largest impact-driven positive content platform, and it gives me great pleasure to have the man Dhiman Parekh here himself. Welcome, Dhiman. How are you doing today? Thanks, thanks, Vijayata. Thanks for having me over. Really, really glad to be here. Yeah, I'm really glad because I know that you've been on other podcasts, as I've already told our listeners, and uh, we do hope to see a very different side of you today and to introduce, uh, you know, uh, a purpose also uh, besides, you know, the great uh, subscribership that you have, the great things that you've done with the Better India, etc., etc. So let's jump right into it. Yes, let us. Okay. So first things first. What's the Better Better India? Because not everyone uh, might know about the Better India. Absolutely, and and to be honest, I think the idea of the Better India has been evolving and shaping up over the many years. The genesis of this idea was that how could you leverage the internet to drive large scale impact, and uh, our 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 vision was that if you want to drive large scale impact, you need to actually have a large scale community of people, you know, come mm-hmm. together uh, for a certain cause and so on. Then the question became, how do you how do you bring A community together. How do you build a community, right? And and for that, uh, I think we resorted to saying that it's stories that bring people together, right? So how could we surface and showcase stories which would appeal to people, which would inspire people, and bring them together? And then we could basically hope that people who come together reading these stories would then be able to, you know, collaborate and Drive uh, change, and that's really that's the hypothesis with which we started. Um, it started as a, I mean, it started as a side project, of course, way back in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, it was more a weekend, a, a weekend project um, of Anuradha, who's my co-founder and wife, uh, and mine. Uh, so it's more a weekend project back then. But then we really kind of started as a full-time. NTT in 2015. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, since then we've come a long way. We've of course kind of built uh, built the community that we wanted, um, and that community. I mean, to, it's been immensely gratifying for us to see that that community has led to massive, massive social and economic change across the country. You know, things spanning from. Helping urban slum schools get funded, helping farmers come out of poverty, um, influencing government policies, um, bringing water and sanitation to villages, you know, electrification in certain villages. I think uh, I think a lot of uh, you know we had thousands and thousands of case studies of impact. And uh, if 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 you're listening, uh, you could actually go to thebetterindia.com and there's a section called Impact, um, mm. which will give you a flavor of the kind of change. You know, we brought about, uh, but having kind of you know started along that, I think 
and this is this is where I was, you know, Sujata, I was talking about how the idea of the veteran has kind of evolved over the over the many years, right? So what mm-hmm. started as saying that hey, it'll be a content-driven, community-led impact initiative uh, has now kind of evolved to a point where we are able, to, we are actually started to build uh, different business verticals on top of this community. So the veteran is now kind of evolving into becoming a ecosystem of everything good um, and one of the pillars of that the new pillars of that is uh, you know we, we, we launched our own range of uh, home products right um, again the good aspect here is that these are you know 100% sustainable um, sustainability focused uh, product range right so they are 100% biodegradable non-toxic um, and we have our own sort of programs to reduce plastic waste uh, and all of that. So the Better Home is now kind of a, a vertical that has been built on top of the community that the Better India had. And I think we are also going to be looking at many more such sort of verticals coming up. But yeah, that's the longest shot of it. Wow. And uh, there's so much more that we still have to get into. And this is a great beginning. And Dhiman, for the benefit of our listeners, please tell us about your subscribership. And, you know, you would be also... Um, hearing from them, right? So what do you hear in terms of uh, what are people feeling? You know, what's the impact on them? Apart from, uh, you know, the financial impact or the other impact bit that you talked about where you've pulled farmers out of poverty or you've uh, influenced government policies. You know, what what is the subscribership doing? Yeah, so, um, so, so, so in terms of actual numbers, we have a little over 200 million people every month um, wow. being able to consume our content across, you know, uh, English and our other regional languages and all of, across all, all the channels that we are on. Um, in fact, just pick any social media channel and you'll find us um, having right. a significant following there. Um, what does it make people feel, you know? Uh, well, of course, there's a lot of anecdotal sort of... Uh, stories that we come across in terms of what it makes people feel but there's an interesting one that really stood out for me where mm-hmm. someone I was in a conversation with uh, who, who had been following the veterinarian for a while and she actually said that she views the the veterinarian as the nation's uh, largest archive of you know the collective good of a nation right she views this as an archive of the entire range of goodness that a nation is capable of. And to me, that was was quite uh, overwhelming to hear it that way. Amazing, amazing. And to think that it started as a as a weekend project where, uh, you know, and why do you think you actually started this project? I mean, uh, did you want to feel good? Did you want to make others feel good by the good things that you knew? Uh, What was it all about? Um, that's a good question, you know, and we get asked this a lot as to why why did this start? And uh, way back, you know, both Anuradha and I do consume a lot of content, both online, offline. And uh, I think I think in two thousand eight or nine, uh, we would start our day with you know reading the newspaper over a cup of tea. Uh, the difference is that now we don't have a newspaper; we no longer subscribe to anything. But right. then we used to start our day with the newspaper, and and it was it was just sort of jarring to notice that you're starting your day with an overdose of crime, an overdose of everything that's going wrong, an overdose of celebrity gossip, 
Um, mm. Pretty much nothing that helps set you up for the day or for the, you know, or for the remaining part of your life. Mm. And, and we were like, hey, you know, isn't there anything that could actually not only kind of inform you, but also enable you to, to be a better person, right? Uh, to, to be a better version of yourself. Um, and and our, our, our idea wasn't that, hey, you know, none of this stuff that, that has been carried out in newspapers and all that. The idea wasn't that none of this stuff should be talked about. It should be talked about. But we just felt that there was an over-representation of the bad stuff. Right. As, as you know, quote-unquote bad stuff, right? Uh, and we, we believe that that's, of course, a very crucial part uh, in a democracy because you need to know what is broken in order to go fix it. Hmm. However, however, you also need to know what's working in the country because that is also equally essential so that it gets you thinking from a solution sort of a mindset. And hmm. that's when the whole idea of, you know, what is now called solution journalism, right? It's more like you're leading a conversation with not just the problem and leaving, but you're leading the conversation with the problem and the solution and the impact. So now people are not only just saying that, oh yeah, sure, there's a garbage problem, but hey, here's how this man did it for his neighborhood and here's the impact. So you're trying to close the loop from a problem to a solution to an impact. And that was the whole idea that came up and, and we searched online, said we should read more stuff like this and we did not find anything at all. And so we said, hey, why don't we start? And, you know, those, those were the blogging days, like, you know, blogs mm-hmm. were like a big thing back then. So we started a blog, uh, the Better India, the Better blogspot.com, I think it was. And uh, we would just go around weekends, uh, you know, documenting people who were making a difference. And uh, yeah, from there, that, that whole journey started. Yeah, and just uh, kehte hain na, karma banta gaya. So I'm sure that you know so many people would have joined this beautiful uh, community of contributors as well. You know, I've read, I've heard uh, what you've spoken in the past. Uh, now let's take you a bit more um, into the past, uh, in terms of your early years and your growing up years. Um, you know, I'd like you to talk about some influence or you know some significant influence uh, on you. Uh, that led you to this work in impact entrepreneurship. Yeah, so I, I I grew up in Bangalore. I was born in Bangalore, grew up there, and uh, you know, um, it, it, I, I think back then, if you were in Bangalore, a very high probability that you would turn out to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I also you know took to uh, the sciences. I took to maths. I was I was I was uh, really good at it. I loved it. Um, and so by, by, by nature of where I was and uh, my interest in these subjects, I, of course, evolved into becoming a computer science engineer. And then I worked in large tech companies and so on. Uh, but I, I distinctly remember some of the things that influenced me while growing up. And uh, a very, very sort of a lasting influence was that of my father, mm-hmm. um, who, who was um, who was a who was very philanthropic in nature, who was very giving, who was very uh, open and who would always kind of look out for uh, the not so privileged, you know. Um, And this was largely because he came from a sort of a background which was uh, not so privileged at all. 
and uh, you know with a with a large family to kind of take care of with i think of seven siblings uh, so it was it was really tough times that he he grew up in and uh, as he kind of you know uh, rose up the the corporate ladder and uh, you know started getting a little more financially stable uh, he always made it a point to help out people we had you know any 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 anybody coming to our house to sell something and that would that would be keen to know uh, his back story that would be keen to know you know why is he doing what he's doing why is he not in school or college and uh, there were enough instances where you know um that would have asked him or her to not sell this anymore just go back we'll take care of your college uh, fees or to you know your school fees and so on um starting from that you know even the smallest of things i still remember we used to you know when, when my father used to drop me to school and this would be on a scooter and i would be standing in the front you know i was like in my fourth standard third standard and hmm. and, and and you know dad would help out people who were stranded at a, let's say a bus stop um because back then in bangalore you know i think the bus frequencies were crazy like you would get a bus in 45 minutes or something especially in the areas mm. that we lived in on the outskirts okay um and then when when we graduated to a car we would actually start helping out two three more people you know going in that same direction uh, which in today's world would kind of be very you know i, th- I think uh, it would be looked at in a very shocking manner but back then it was just a matter of fact that you have to help out you have the means then why wouldn't you help out someone right and i think i think noticing that uh in fact a series of things that he did um really had a tremendous impact on me and it made me starting i mean i, I would say it really made me to start looking at uh at, at people who are at the fringes and how to kind of you know uh, how, how can one start thinking about them and how can one start helping out so i i think uh, definitely there's this whole streak of empathy which sort of came in there right right and you you carried it through you know first via um, you know the blog and then you know into this uh, great organization that you've created the month i think that's so inspiring and you know i was reading uh, you know in one of uh, the you know things about you where you had mentioned uh, that your dad would always say look at the extras you know <laughs> in a bollywood uh, movie yeah. and you know what is their life like and and that really resonated with me because um, it it really touched me because that's something that stands out for me as well and it's always stood out for me since i was a child so i'm sure that you know your dad made such a huge impact on people's lives just because as you said you know he noticed the extras or the people at the fringes right uh, and and for you as a child uh, the fact that uh, someone was noticing it and actually uh, creating a solution for that problem you know maybe uh, left such a deep impact that today that that's what you're doing right yeah absolutely i think i think i think what ended up having was my father had this effect on me on the whole um, philanthropic sort of uh, having an empathy for the people who are at the other end of the spectrum um, and then i had my grandfather who was also back in those days an extremely learned man um, he he done his post graduation back then so he wow. was definitely an outlier um and he was one of the most uh, well read people i have ever met even till date you know and um, yeah his his uh, his english was impeccable his economics was impe- impeccable and uh, wow. he, he and i actually got to study maths and uh, stuff uh, under his guidance so i think i think i had this whole academic sort of influence from him Uh, that's my granddad and then i had this other sort of 
uh, you know, a, a sort of more of a social outlook from my father. I think uh, I think those at some point started just adding up. I think. Amazing, and uh, that's really really nice to know. And Dimant, uh, I mean, it's obviously uh, fun to you being an impact entrepreneur. But tell us about the other side. You know how tough it is actually taking this and going on every day. Uh, because as you uh, mentioned, and as we all know, there's so much worse happening around. And how do you really focus on the good? So what what are your sources? Um, and how how do you keep this going? Yeah, you know, uh, surprisingly, I think this is not the first time we've been asked this, right? That and, and people express sort of a surprise in terms of how do you how do you kind of keep this going? How do you get good stories all the time? And <clears throat> my my simple sort of question to that usually is just just look around you, right? And the circles you move and the people you talk meet. Ninety nine percent of the people are good people. They're not, you know, they're not out there committing crimes in so daylight. True. Right, and and the fact is that it's it's such a small percentage of people who are actually doing the bad stuff. But because we've been conditioned to consume information only about them, mm-hmm. it's actually a blown up thing in our heads that the world is a terrible place. And how can you even find good stories? But but when you just go all the way deep down into your communities, your neighborhoods you realize that there are great people all around and they're doing great stuff. So, you know, that itself is telling in terms of how we've been conditioned to look at the world. And I think that's a terrible thing. And it's really sad, but I'm, I'm so happy to and glad to hear that there are more people like you, right? You know, trying to make sure that we know about all the good that's happening. Yeah, and uh, I think, uh, so it's not hard. So the, my, my point was that it's not hard to find stories of people doing great work. It's all around. It's just that nobody has been looking. Uh, so the job is actually a lot easier than people think from the outside. Uh, there's, of course, the usual challenges of building something. Right? When you build something from scratch and you build something which is so contrarian to what society has been used to. So it makes it doubly hard. But I think, I think the challenges for us have been totally worth it when every single day we get to see the kind of impact our work is happening, uh, you know, our work is creating, right? So uh, to me, I think that's really the fuel that keeps us going. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I can, I can hear the passion in your voice, Dheeman. So um, yeah, great going on that. Now, uh, also tell me about... Um, I'm sure there are tons and tons of articles or tons and tons of projects that have made impact, but a couple of them that really stood out for you and, you know, made you feel fulfilled that, you know, you're part of uh, Better India. Oh, yeah. So there are like, I mean, you know, I think at last count, we published 20,000 plus stories. Um, Yeah. So, I I mean, it's just very hard to pick one, but... Mm. But, you know, the ones which always stand out are the ones which happened right at the beginning because those were instrumental in in certain decisions that we took. And uh, I mean, I've I've quoted this story quite a few times and I still find it so awe-inspiring. When I I think this was about a year or two of having started the Better India as a side project. And And we featured a story about a... A photography club run by visually impaired people, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was fascinating. That it's a 
as a group of visually impaired people who are pursuing photography, which you otherwise associated with, you know, vision. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we wrote the story, and uh, a couple of weeks later, we actually had a visually impaired girl who reached out to us via her friend. And she shared with us that all her life she wanted to pursue photography and whenever she brought that up as a as a wish, as a desire, uh, everyone around her, you know, would kind of rubbish it saying, how is that even possible? And apparently our article completely changed her life. She went and joined that club and she was so grateful that we gave her a purpose in life. Um, like she just couldn't stop thanking us. And and this was when we were read by like a few hundred people a month, I guess. So to me, this story stands out because A, that was the first time I personally felt how some work of mine had led to, um, you know, a, a, a massive change in someone's life. Mm-hmm. But also because that this was the point when, you know, both Anuradha and I decided that this needs to grow we need to kind of scale this up. If this is the kind of impact we can have with a few hundred people, imagine the kind of impact we can have if we can get this to hundreds of millions of people. Right? And uh, I think that was one decisive sort of point and hence that story is, is quite yeah. dear to me. Yeah, I can completely imagine. And 200 million subscribers over all the platforms and and one step one heart at a time, right, is I think what you are trying to reach and, uh, you know, more power to you, Dimant and the right. Better India. So, uh, Dimant, now let's uh, move on to the other side. You were talking about other verticals and uh, you specifically mentioned the Better Home. So, let's talk a, a bit more about that because people, uh, I think, across are looking for more sustainable products and a lot more people have started caring about the environment and also the damage that the other products could do to our own health, right? So let's talk a bit about um, uh, the better home and uh, what's the idea behind it, uh, why you started it, etc. Yes, so, you know, um, like I said, right, our vision always was how do you leverage the internet to drive large-scale change. And uh, with the Better India, we managed to kind of build a community which was then coming together and you know, all the kind of impact that we were starting to see. Now, one of the things that really started standing out, and it's it's also a personal sort of a cause, is that of sustainability. Um, so the way that Arunada and I kind of you know, try and lead our lives is to look at how can we minimize the damage that we do on the environment, on our planet, and how do we in general minimize uh you know, or minimize consumption to a way that our lifestyles are as less damaging as possible to the environment. Mm. So, so we've been kind of doing that, and you know, we, so we also started writing a lot of content around it, featuring people who were doing some great stuff around sustainability. And we noticed an interesting thing. We noticed that our content around sustainable products, our content around natural products, our content around health and wellness started getting significantly more traction at at one point. I think this was in 2018 or so. Uh, We started seeing a sudden surge in people's interest in these things. So Mm -hmm. we actually reached out to our audience and wanted to really know more. What is it that that sustainability means to you? What is it that prevents you from 
going down that lifestyle and a whole bunch of those questions. And what really emerged, right, Sujata, was that people basically said that if there was a choice, we would actually opt for sustainable products. But it's just that we don't know what brands to trust because there's mm-hmm. so many things out of the market and so on. So then, of course, we asked them, hey, you know what, if we guys decide to do something, would you guys trust it? And, and uh, you know, we had five, six years of constant content that we've been putting out. And there was that whole trust factor with the Better India. And so people were like, yeah, sure, we right. try. But uh, obviously, you can't just leave it at that. So we, we decided that, okay, let us actually try and launch our own, you know, sort of FMCG kind of products. Um, and it seemed very radical back then, saying a content platform trying to yeah. get into yeah, products. Right? Um, I, it, it wasn't so daunting for us. So I, I have worked in the in in my previous stints. I've worked in e-commerce. I've worked in uh, you know. So I've, I've helped set up systems and processes in e-commerce. So it wasn't it wasn't like a complete black box for me. But of course, it was a marked shift uh, from what we were doing on a daily basis. But we were at the same time also clear that this aligns with our vision of how do you leverage this community to build bigger and bigger for impact kind of models. So long story short, really, we we launched the Better Home. We decided to address the whole um, you know domestic consumption, right? So when you wash your clothes, when you wash your dishes, when you wash your house, you're basically releasing contaminated water back into our sewage systems, which eventually lead into our water bodies. And mm-hmm. we started thinking about this and said, okay, this is where it really needs to step at a very large scale. Of course, baby steps, we needed to kind of launch and start with something small. So we, we started with some four products, largely focusing on laundry and uh, dishwashing and, and flow cleaners and toilet cleaners. And, uh, but, but the promise was very clear that these are 100% non-toxic and 100% biodegradable, which means that when they actually get into our water bodies, they, they do no harm. And that's how we started it. Uh, it's been a little over a year, I'd say. Uh, and it's been phenomenal that we've actually shipped to more than 60,000 households in a year. Uh, Fantastic. Year that we've, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's been, it's, been, it's been amazing to see the kind of reception these products are, and we don't even sell offline, right? So we are largely on our own platform. We sell a bit mm-hmm. on Amazon, um, but in spite of that, to have you know sixty thousand households on a monthly basis are using our products, and this is just year one. Um, so we are really excited about that. Wow! And uh, you know, do you have uh, other verticals in mind as you were saying? Anything that you might want to share at this point in time? Uh, any thoughts? Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, you know. One of the things we're launching very soon is called the Better India Academy, where Mm -hmm. the idea is that we've been featuring stories of people doing phenomenal stuff over so many, so many years. Um, And and the question then arose that how could we distill those learnings into courses that people could take and, you know, start sort of cross-pollination of ideas, start kind of replicating things that have worked for someone, um, in some neighborhoods and take it to other areas and neighborhoods and so on. So, so really we started thinking about how do you do this? And then this whole idea of an academy was born where people could come in and learn life skills from hmm. the people who we featured. 
and who've done tremendous stuff, right? And uh, so the Better Day Academy is something we, we are working on right now, and I think maybe in a few weeks from now we should be live. Um, just for record, we're, we're speaking at the end of July, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that by mid-August or end of August we should be live with our academy. Oh, wow. Wow. And thank you so much for sharing this. And it's very inspiring. And, you know, uh, who are the sort of people uh, that you're looking as a target audience to uh, say, sign up with the Better Academy? Is it anyone and everyone, any age groups, anything in mind? I, I think I think it's anyone and everyone who is looking to get life skills, uh, which can help them lead better lives. Right? Uh, we're also looking for people who want to uh, learn skills that can help them get more livelihood um you know can you learn something here which helps you generate uh, revenues for something and helps you sort of improve your life financially can we help you learn skills that you never that are never taught in school and uh, you know help you lead a better life maybe socially economically and so on so it's really very wide right now but i think the onus is very clear that we're going to be focusing on life skills mm-hmm. um, that help you help you uh, lead better lives yeah the better i think the better is a key there uh, you know tying in with the better india the better home and the better academy amazing amazing simply amazing and you know why i asked you that question right <laughs> you know the age and you know anyone yeah. can join because you know i'm so excited you know i might be one of the first ones to sign up as well Absolutely. Uh, you know if the slots are open so amazing so now let's talk about uh, another facet of life uh, dhimant because we are talking about dhimant parekh i mean of course he's the founder of uh, the better india but uh, he's also a co-founder uh, and uh, you know he has a spouse working as the co-founder yeah. so tell us uh, tell us a bit more about that how does that play out uh, you know what are the good things and you know when do you have the bad days what do you do you know because there are a lot of uh, people i know you know uh, where the spouses are co-founders so how do you get over those challenges as well yeah i think uh... uh more you know i i the way it's panned out for us i think we've seen it as a massive advantage that we have as a team um going forward because i think what what ended up happening is that uh by the way some background right so anuradha and i both come from bangalore um we've had similar sort of uh, school experiences and then we went to the same b school um oh. and, and that's where we met at that b school and um you know post that when we spent some time together we realized that largely we had very similar things that we uh, we seemed to want out of life right and uh, the the thing that really got this thing going is that as soon as we started this weekend project we realized we both were extremely kicked about it we both were extremely interested in doing it and so um it was clear from day zero that this was something that both of us um that that got us both equally excited and uh, as we started working together i think what really worked out for us is that turns out that the two of us have extremely complementary skills um while arurada is excellent in you know uh, operational detail um very very process oriented um can can set up things and uh, her attention to detail is incredible um I I have this uh, I I would I mean I would say skill but I think my focus ends up being more in terms of 
steering the larger sort of picture in terms of where do we head, what are the areas that's coming up next, what should we look out for, right. and being able to you know uh, bring in the whole technology aspect to it. And I think just that dynamic helped both of us a lot because if if you both have similar skills, then it's really not much of value to the company or the organization as such. Uh, but because we were able to kind of you know uh, divide and conquer, so to speak, right in terms mm-hmm. of skills, I think it really accelerated our journey. Um, yeah, I think uh, that's largely uh, the. I think the disadvantage, of course, is is obvious. You end up talking work all the time, even if you are on a vacation, even if you're with family, extended right. family. I think right. work is work does occupy a significant proportion of your conversations. Hmm. Hmm. No, no, yeah. I completely understand and I know where you're coming from. Now, Deeman, tell us about Deeman the person. What does he like to do apart from uh, running the Better India and trying to make an impact? How does, um, you know, how does he work on impact his own life? Like I know you're a long distance runner. So what would you say is the role of, uh, you know, this sort of physical activity in keeping sane? Because I'm sure every day is a challenge, right? Yeah, so... Um, a couple of things. I think I, I love running. I, I've been mm-hmm. running for seven, eight years now. Uh, run some, I run some really good marathons. I've really enjoyed uh, across the country. Uh, and this is something I do almost every single day. Um, I run almost eight to ten kilometers a day. Wow! Um, and that's really my sort of meditation. I would say <laughs> uh, it's yeah. It's it's become more it's become more therapeutic for me than anything else. So mm. I, I think I, I start, I don't think I ever looked at it as a physical activity that I need to do for my body, mm-hmm. but it has become more of a activity that helps my mental well-being. Um, so that's one thing I diligently do. Um, and in other things, I, I love reading. I think I'll, um, I'm a big uh, follower of physics. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I read a lot of books in physics. I also read a lot of fiction. Um, in general, yeah, love reading. And uh, off late, it's been quantum mechanics and quantum physics that I've been piling up on in terms of the books that I'm buying. Um, Interesting. So, so a bunch of other things. And of course, spending time with, you know, family. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that part of you. Um, the last question before we uh, end is you know your message to others who want to follow their ikigai I mean I'm sure that people are going to be super inspired and uh, I hope uh, that you leave um, you know your Instagram handle or you know your Twitter handle so that people can reach you uh, post listening to this show but um, what's your message I think just that whatever you believe in right just stay true to that and never give up I think Half the battle is won if you just show up every single day. And that's a very important thing. And not a lot of people realize the value of persistence Mm. more than anything else, more than strategy, more than talent, more than luck. I think it's just persistence and just the act of showing up every single day. And you will see wonders in terms of what you can achieve. Absolutely. And, you know, as as far as I've heard, uh, you even show up for a run every single day. So I think the persistence kind of came through uh, 
pretty uh, clearly uh, i'm sure to all our listeners as well and uh, dhimant uh, you are on twitter or instagram and uh, also give out the instagram handle of the it's, it's simply the better india it's it's the better india yes it's the better india on twitter on instagram uh, okay yeah okay so i'm sure that people uh, will uh, reach out and read and uh, and use your products and of course sign up for the academy we are excitedly waiting for the launch of the better india academy uh, wishing you great luck and success uh, you know in building your dreams and building the dreams of thousands and millions of people around thank you so much dhiman thank you so much rajat it's a pleasure having you Absolutely I loved loved having this conversation take care bye bye thank you take care wow wow and wow well that was one super powerful and super inspiring conversation for sure right now what i'm going to do is go take some really deep breaths and express my gratitude to the universe for actually making this episode possible <laughs> i can't tell you how good i'm feeling right now and you can surely make me feel better by sharing this episode forward with as many people as possible and also sending your feedback to me on rjsujay@gmail.com so here's me saying take care stay safe and keep the love flowing folks ciao till we meet again 